You're alive. Fighting for freedom every day. They're learning at a young age. They're being taught the socialists control the ones that are blaming Republicans for being Nazis, for being fascists, the ones that are promoting some type of cancel culture, the ones that are promoting some type of agenda of uh, shadow banning. Realize at a young age that, hey, sure, you can have your freedom of speech, but we can block your funding. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Hour number two of the Voice of Reason for your weekend edition right here. From the Hoosier Media Network Studios, broadcasting out of the heartland of America, just outside of Wichita, Kansas, baby. We are literally smack dab in the middle of the nation. If you put out your map and you look and see where the center is, we are right there, which means we are broadcasting coast to coast, right smack dab in that middle, and that's the way we love it. Although, politically, I can't say that we're smack dab in the middle. It depends on what political spectrum you look at, right? I mean... I guess if you go back to the 1700s, we'd be kind of in the middle. But now we're the radical right-wing nut jobs because we just didn't move on with the progressive move towards the other side. But then the pendulum will always swing. So, you know, the, 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 here's your philosophical question for the weekend is what side do you really sit on based on the time? And is it really that time? Now, my brain's going to hurt, so we're not going to do that this weekend. Welcome to it, especially for 4th of July Independence Weekend, baby. Hopefully you are barbecuing, you are grilling, you're having a great time, and you're shooting off them big boom-boom sticks, which is what we all love to do. i got to give a hat tip to many cities across the country that for this year finally have admitted defeat and saying that the fireworks bans no longer work in your communities. Let's go ahead and allow people, hey, happy 4th of July, the greatest nation on the face of the earth, giving you freedom as long as you don't shoot off big fireworks. And they're realizing that hasn't quite worked out in their favor, so now they're allowing those to do it. So welcome in, because our fearless leader has deemed us um, a very unique name as explaining what America is in a single word. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. So there it is. There it is. Happy Independence Day. Now that we're coming out of the quote-unquote Pride Month, we can truly celebrate something prideful, which is being a proud, darn American. All right. I want to shift gears a little bit. Last hour, we talked a lot on the immigration policy. We will get some of those guests on the program. I am a big fan of Chris Clem. He's that retired uh, border chief, uh, border patrol chief that was, uh, for years, had worked with it and has seen what really goes on on a daily basis. He is awesome. We're going to get him on the show very soon. Not just talk about immigration issues. He's also a guy that enjoys heavy metal, as does this host as well. So we'll have some talks about some fun things as well. But let's get into what's trending, because that was a big week, and I don't want to waste any time trying to cram as much of this in as we possibly can. What's trending today? And as you know, I'm sure the biggest issue that many have focused on, at least I did focus on, being the millennial that I am, was the student loan forgiveness program where the Supreme Court of the United States has officially come out to say, "Uh uh-uh, ain't going to happen, man. No more student loan forgiveness from the Biden administration, in which case the response from Joe Biden has been, We're all going to die because of you! So, so that, I mean, that's what the Democrats have done. We have been waiting. The COVID pandemic's not over. We're trying, trying to recover from the economy. That's not quite bad. I mean, we did create 10 million jobs. But the 10 million jobs we created has not been enough for us to raise our salaries enough to afford the loans that we have taken out to pay back after we got our higher education. Now, I want to preface all of this for our new listeners from whatever station you may be listening on. I want to preface this by telling you that this is from a 34-year-old millennial that has right now about $50,000 in student loans. 
which I'm very proud about because I've actually gotten it down from 88 when I started. In fact, my very first house that I bought a few years ago was actually less expensive than the $88,000 in student loans. We bought a house on the market, and it was actually a good deal. It was worth about one hundred and twenty. We got it for about $80,000 before the real estate went crazy, and we had $88,000 in student loan debt. I had more student loan debt than I did actual home mortgage payments. That was an issue, and over those years, I've gotten it down to about 50. We are chugging away at those, baby, and we're going to make it happen. But guess what? As the guy who took those student loans out and didn't get, let me preface this as well, did not get a college degree. I know that's another... <laughs> I know that's a bad thing, but I did not get a college degree. I went for two years at State University, majoring in political science, which is kind of as efficient as underwater basket weaving, unless you become a teacher or a lawyer and go on to higher education for law school, which I did not want to do any of those things. I remember sitting in the uh, advisor's office and he, him saying, what do you want to do with this? Like you're majoring in political science. What do you, exactly what do you want to do with this degree? And I'm like, I don't know, like run for office or something? I'm college. What do you want from me? And he said, well, you kind of need to figure that out because you're failing your classes. You're not even showing up to your classes half the time. And that's when I realized that maybe college was not for me because I do not want to sit there and learn about how the world works through a bureaucrat who was a politician or wants to be a politician telling me about the way things should be as opposed to it going out and experiencing them, uh, them themselves. That's when I got into radio and ended up going to a broadcasting school, in which case I did take out a student loan, but it was much less, and that bad boy is paid off a long time ago. Nonetheless, all of that rabbit trail has led us to the fact that the Biden administration has tried to forgive student loans, not all student loans, but government public student loans, which would not have helped me because out of the $50,000 in student loans I have, $10,000 of that is actually government. The rest are private because me thinking, wow, I'm a really smart guy and I hate the government. I'm going to get privatized loans instead of government loans. And so it wouldn't help me much a whole lot anyways. But if we don't get that, apparently he says, as the expert that he is, he says that he knows better than what the Supreme Court of the United States knows about law in the Constitution. Did you overstep your authority? I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, the people in black robes who, granted, we think have more power than most other branches of government at this time because every time something happens, we always challenge them in court. And they're the always ones that, that are like Gandalf riding on the great white horse, riding down the mountain with the light beaming behind him. The Supreme Court's got all the answers, man. They don't. They actually just give opinions. But they have all the answers. But they only have the answers when they're progressive activist judges, not conservatives that are trying to preserve the constitutional documents. So when the Supreme Court of the United States comes out and says, well, you can't do a student loan forgiveness program. Well, why not? Well, the student loan forgiveness program isn't really under the jurisdiction of what the federal government can actually do, especially by lumping in trillions of dollars into the system. And... We're already $34, $36 trillion in debt, and the crisis of COVID-19 is over, and we're not giving out money for the COVID pandemic any longer. There's really no purview, there's really no justification for you to spend this kind of money to just forgive people's student loans. It doesn't work that way. We're not a socialist nation. We don't just consume people's debts, especially when they signed on a dotted line saying that you're going to pay them back which is a concept that apparently Joe Biden didn't understand when he tried to tie it into the, well, COVID-19 pandemic. 
Same time, think about this. We all supported the Paycheck Protection Program. Remember PPP? <laughs> you know, which was designed to help business owners who lost money because of the pandemic. It was a worthy program. But let's be clear. Some of the same elected Republicans, members of Congress, who strongly opposed giving relief to students, got hundreds of thousands of dollars themselves in relief, members of Congress, because of the businesses they were able to keep open. Several members of Congress got over a million dollars. All those loans were forgiven. You know how much that program cost? $760 billion. My program's too expensive. Your program too. Well, first off, your program costs trillions in the T's, not in the B's. But, uh, Chad, jump on here for just a second. And I got to ask you a question. Uh, Do you think that Joe Biden understands the concept between a loan and a grant? Does he know the difference? Maybe. Because I'm curious. I I don't know if he's there. Um, Let's go back and remember back in 2020 during the Trump administration. And he was forced, by the way, because they're like, oh, he shut down the economy. He ended up shutting down because the Democrats and the mainstream media and everybody else was panicked about the COVID pandemic. Sorry, they were listening. I don't have my headphones. Oh, you're, you're all right. You're all right. There we go. Uh, so the question is, do we know the difference between a loan and a grant? Because when the Trump administration ended up locking down the economy and ended up uh, putting in this PPP, if we remember, and I know that we have a hard time remembering during the COVID pandemic, and we remember, especially in politics, we have a short-term memory loss issue. But as it, it, far as I can remember, working for a small business myself, uh, not owning it at that time, but working for a small business at that time, that I seem to remember the federal government openly saying that if you take out these PPP loans, quote-unquote, we will forgive them with the intent to forgive them if you use the PPP loan specifically for payroll to keep people on the public on the payroll instead of laying them off and increasing the unemployment benefits in the nation, we will forgive them. If you use them for operating expenses that primarily included payroll, health cover, uh, health coverage insurance, and those sorts of things to keep the economy stable, to keep people on the payroll during that time, there is no time. And correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe I missed the fine print on my student loan when I signed on to them. There is no time that I seem to remember when the federal government said, hey, if you sign this student loan, that we're going to forgive it under these conditions. Now, the Biden administration has come out to say, well, if you and Obama tried to do this a while ago, too, if you don't miss any payments and you do it for like 10 years, then it'll just automatically drop off. And then, of course, we have different incentives. If you're a veteran or if you do some kind of charity work or nonprofit work or something like that, then we can forgive some of those which have always been in place. But never do I seem to remember at all a time when the federal government said we're going to forgive those loans just because it's too expensive for you. But yet. The Biden administration now trying to tie in the student loan forgiveness and the PPPs. Well, Republicans, they want millions of dollars to go to these wealthy businesses, and yet they don't want to take care of that lowly student that took out $30,000 for underwater basket weaving and can't get a job. And now during COVID, with the 10 million jobs we created, still don't have an opportunity for you to get back to work and make enough money to start paying back on your student loans. (laughs) That's... The world that we're living in. Oh, yeah. That's what Joe, let's let's play this again because I want to make sure that I heard this right, that he's trying to compare a grant and a loan. Same time, think about this. 
We all supported the Paycheck Protection Program, remember PPP? You know, which was designed for business owners who lost money because of the pandemic. It was a worthy program. But let's be clear, some of the same elected Republicans, members of Congress who strongly opposed giving release to students, got hundreds of thousands of dollars themselves in relief, members of Congress, because of the businesses they were able to keep open. Several members of Congress got over a million dollars. All those loans were forgiven. You know how much that program cost? $760 billion. My program's too expensive. Yeah, your program's a little bit too expensive. Chad, you're, you're able to jump on here now. You're, uh, do, yes. you, do we understand the difference between a grant and a loan? Because I'm confused here. I thought that uh, they were two separate things, but apparently, according to Joe Biden, they're one and the same. I have always known them to be two separate things. I don't think he gets it. And and to be really honest, my wife and I both have student loans right now that are outstanding. We've got to pay them. That student loan forgiveness, it is not forgiveness. It is going to be an extra tax on the American citizens. Yeah, well, there's that. So now you're absolutely right. This is another step towards that move towards socialism, the consolidation, the centralization of power at the federal level. Let's just go ahead and raise taxes for everybody, subsidize everybody's taxes, or uh, you know, everybody's student loans, which we're already doing on so many other issues. Why not just do it to another sum of multiple billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, or even a trillion dollars up to by forgiving student loans, even for those who have paid them off and say, sorry, no, no. We're going to subsidize those for those that haven't done it because, well, their degree sucks, and all the tens of millions of jobs that I created in this nation, they still can't get a job, so let's go ahead and relieve them. Does he have a solution? Oh, he does, and we'll do that here when we come back right around the corner for The Voice of Reason. This is The Voice of You are clear. Andy Hoosier. for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out. 24 minutes past the hour. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride, especially for our weekend edition here all over the place. I have not made any announcements yet, although we do have a few new radio stations coming on, uh, waiting for the details for those, but uh, I want to welcome in a few new states at the same time, so that's exciting. We'll be doing that here soon as we continue to grow. This show is growing like wildfire, man, and we appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining us and checking it out and even just taking a risk on it right now as we uh, are up and coming. Episode number two. That's wild, man. The fact that we're here and doing what we're doing each and every day. Hey, we want to appreciate our friends over at Americans for Prosperity. They are rocking it when they continue to fight for limited government, individual freedom, individual prosperity, which is why it's Americans for Prosperity, the world's largest grassroots organization. I got to admit, Republicans are always, that's what they do best, right? They do best at actually grassroots knocking on the doors, talking to individuals, being involved in the community, and that's how we win. We don't win by doing what the elites do and not relating to their constituency, just paying for some mailers, paying for some TV time, and hoping for the low-information voter to go on their side. Americans for Prosperity, man, that's what it's all about, is actually knocking on the doors, having that one-on-one connection, meeting people, figuring out what the issues are of the day, and being involved 
on the home front, which is what the grassroots is all about, why Republicans specifically do so well. AmericansForProsperity.org. There are different organizations all over the entire country, different state chapters all over the place, and you can be a part of them. AmericansForProsperity.org. Support them however you can and continue on to help support the largest grassroots movement out there. And i got to give them a, a, good, a big hat tip again through the Americans for Prosperity Foundation for allowing us to go down and do that border trip that we saw the last few days, uh, the, most of this week, going down to McAllen, Texas, and seeing that too, I hope and I pray and I, I ask you guys to continue to do that. I know that they maybe have one more plan this year or another one playing next year or something, but I am so glad and appreciative that they allow that, and I hope they continue that on, to educate individuals because it was an eye-opener. We can all have our pre, pre-notions about what it was, but until you're down there and actually see it firsthand, it's definitely an eye-opener. So we appreciate the AmericansForProsperity.org. Make sure and go and check those guys out. All right, so we have Joe Biden, which I forgot to play my sounder here because we have a very special segment specifically for Joe Biden when he makes comments on policy thinking that he's 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 actually in control with things. Yeah. Let's go into the Biden basement. <laughs> All right, into the Biden base, what we go is he made a statement at the end of this week after the Supreme Court of the United States made their decision denying his student loan forgiveness program, which obviously means that people are going to die in the streets and that we have no opportunity to pay our bills like we did prior to COVID-19, even though he says the economy is back on track. He's created more than 10 million jobs and everything's hunky-dory with inflation coming back down to 4%, even though it was like one5 2% under, under the Trump administration, but everything's back to normal just people can't pay for their student loans, which obviously means we're all going to die because of you. So <laughs> there we are. So uh, he has a new plan because what would he be if he wasn't a Democrat who would not listen to the Supreme Court? Now, for those that just a refresher, not for most Republicans, but for the other side of the aisle, really, the, cons- uh, the non-conservatives here. We would like to remind you that there is a separation of power. That's why we have three branches of government that would be. Anybody remember? Show of hands. The executive, the judicial, and the legislative. The legislative writes bills, thinking what's best for the nation. The executive signs of it, approves of it, enforces those said bills. And the judicial looks at them to make sure that they are constitutional. While they only give opinions, they are supposed to be the ones that know the Constitution better than anybody else to make sure that they run smoothly. Now, Joe Biden apparently says that the Supreme Court does not know these, uh, the, the Constitution and that they've misinterpreted it. I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. Yeah. We'll do some more of that when we come back. Plus, we'll get with Tony Lyons, Skyhorse Publishing. We'll talk about some censorship that's going on and what the future is when it comes to student loan plans. So much more to talk about in so little time to do so. It's the Voice Reasons Weekend Edition. Lots more coming up. Stay here. This is the You are clear. I will call Tony. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yeah, really, only one more segment left. We're just getting on a roll, baby. we got so much more to do. Welcome back into the program. It's the Voice of Reasons Weekend Edition. Multiple radio stations all over the place, plus our live streaming 
podcasting, TV, whatever else you watch, check out. We always love you to death. For more information, which I had not done throughout the show, so I guess I need to remind you, if you want more information on the show, if you want to find our podcast, you can go to the website, whosyourreason.com. No, I am Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, reason.com. You can find our list of radio stations, which I have not updated in the last week, and we have a lot more that are on there. So bear with me there as I've been, you know, traveling around to the southern borders. It's been a little busy, but you can go to our website, whosyourreason.com, find a link to all of our social media which our social media is just at the handle at Who's Your Reason on all the sites, Facebook and the Tweety and Instagram. And yes, we have TikTok as well and YouTube, although YouTube likes to ban us quite a bit. So we're working on our Rumble channel and which we try and put clips on there. I don't know. Can we live stream on Rumble now? I don't know. I don't know if they've added that feature or not or whether it syncs with the program that I have here. We'll have to try that and see. We do have twitch.tv, which we live stream there as well. Again, all of those handles at Who's Your Reason and our website at Who's Your Reason.com. All right, in the last couple of minutes, the student loan forgiveness program, this take number two from the Biden administration, we have a two-step plan. It's already in motion, this new Higher Education Act, trying to find special circumstances. And I use that with air quotes for our radio listeners because I don't know what those special circumstances are. But he's still going to try and forgive that ten dollars to $20,000 of student loan debt by consolidating them, subsidizing them in the federal government through your taxpayer money, through a special program, an opportunity based on special circumstances. We don't know what those are. Because no longer does the HEROES Act actually fit in purview here because the pandemic's over. The crisis is over. We no longer have the COVID pandemic to worry about. Jobs are back. They're working on the inflation getting down. You can't claim the emergency of COVID to still be the reason on why people can't pay back their student loans. So their idea failed. Now they have to try it a different way. The second plan, however, the second part of the plan is the interesting one here with a 12-month on-ramp is what they're calling it. Second, we know what many borrowers will need to make their hard choices, which their, which their budgets are being strained now when they start to repay their monthly loan payments this fall. You know, we know that figuring out how to pay these added expenses can take time for borrowers, and they might miss payments at the front end as they get back into repayment. Normally, this could lead borrowers to fall into delinquency in default. But without their financial security, it will hurt their financial security, and that's not good for them or the economy. That's why we're creating a temporary 12-month, what we're calling, on-ramp repayment program. And now, it's about the same as the student loan pause. It's been in effect for the past three years. Monthly payments will be due. Bills will not go out, and interest will be accruing. And during this period, if you can pay your monthly bills, you should. But if you cannot, if you miss payments, this on-ramp will temporarily remove the threat of default or having your credit harm, which can hurt borrowers for years to come. This is a very sneaky, really the lawyer's way of trying to play things. The reason they can't call it a student loan pause is because now the federal government, not being in a declaration of emergency from the COVID pandemic, cannot use the student loan pause. As Congress has said, no, that's ended. We can't do that any longer. So this is the scapegoat way to do it. I remember when I was in college, there was, and I used to laugh at this quite a bit, as a member of the college Republicans, I'd walk down the uh, the little area, like right in the middle of campus where all the organizations could have their booths and everything, the student, student, uh, student hall or whatever they called it. And there was always there the Communist Party on college campus. And they would have the Communist newspaper. And I used to laugh hysterically, in their face at them, openly, 
because I would go up and I'd be like, you know what, I want to read the communist newspaper to see what they had to say about issues. I'm quite intrigued by what these yahoos actually have to say. So I would go up and I and I asked him, I'll never forget this, I asked him how much the paper was. And he said, well, it's a dollar if you can afford it. If not, then it's free because we want you to still get the, the content and the information. But if you can afford it, it's a dollar. If not, it's not. I can only imagine how long that newspaper was able to stay in operation because if you want to pay for the service, you can. But if you don't, not a big deal. This goes into the deeper issue of the fact as well that we're not apparently educating the youth of America on, I don't know, financial security and financial responsibility and learning something simple as like a budget. Maybe if you learned a budget, then you could afford your student loan payments and you could get them back into your monthly budget without defaulting on them and having to worry about the 12-month on-ramp without the fear of the default on your record because you can't pay for your student loans that you signed up for. It's a wild concept, I know. That does it for us this weekend. We're back at it again next weekend. Man, it goes by way too fast. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.